You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Rock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started This episode of The Classroom Collaborative Podcast is sponsored by AliveStudioZoo.com And Dee Dee, did you know AliveStudioZoo is doing virtual zoo trips? Well, I've heard a little bit about it, but I know you know a lot So yeah. share with everybody yeah, if you go to livestudiozoo.com, you're going to see their YouTube series where they're taking students and parents and teachers and everyone virtually through their Alive Studio Zoo to see all the animals while learning letters, sounds, reading skills, math, and more. So check it out at alivestudiozoo.com. I uh, like the purple hair, by the way. It's looking rad, isn't it? Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it so much more now than we, oh, we're recording, too. <laughs> all right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am Adam Peterson. Hello, I'm Dee Dee Wills. And we are back after another week of, of everything going on. Yeah. We, we were just discussing my purple hair. I know you all can't see this right now, but it's, it's I'm, I'm digging my purple hair. Didi apparently is too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a nice shade of lavender, actually. <laughs> it's calming, right? That's what it is very for. calming. All this it stressful is very time. calming. It is a very stressful time. Sometimes Here's the thing. Can... If you can't use essential oils in your classroom, the next best thing is to dye your hair a calming color. <laughs> There you go. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So how are you? I am. I'm really good. I'm really good. Been, uh, you know, a little stir crazy, but right. it's okay. I mean, we're, we're good. We're hanging in there. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's uh, relatively happy. Yeah, we had to uh, go out um, today to our son needed new baseball cleats because his he outgrew oh. it and their seasons put like they're practicing again and we were pulling over the stores and Trisha's like, you haven't been shopping like in a long time, have you? And, I was, and she went last week um, with my mother-in-law for, for some things we needed and it was my birthday and whatnot. And she's like, I was like, no, I don't, I've been to like Walmart and grocery stuff. Uh-huh. I haven't been to like a store store, you know, it was, it yeah. was, it was kind of it was odd. It was nice, it's but it was so empty. It was so weird. Very empty. We like, went, um, we had to go pick up a, a gift and we we did go to the mall, and it was the first time I've been in the mall since probably February. Right. Um, and so it was like it was really odd, but you know it was good. It, it was is good. what it is. It well, is speaking what it is. of not knowing what it's going to be like and, and odd, it, it, we're going to be going back to school soon, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe. It's still. I know. Last episode we talked about the discussion in Illinois was was we're, we're planning on being back with um, face coverings required. But now that I, I don't know, I, there hasn't been I much more either. said about it since then. I know our school personally, like our, we got a parent survey sent home to us asking, you know, gave us like three or four different options. I don't think right. they were like these are the options. It was more so here's some ideas of what we might consider. Do. How do you feel as a teacher or as a parent? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's what is it? July sixth now and no final yeah. decisions have been made yet here in Illinois. Well, you know what I think is pretty interesting about this virus um is that the information on it is is constantly being updated, right? As as scientists all over are um studying the virus, they're finding different things, right? They're finding that it's more transmissible indoors versus outdoors. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Um um, that children are not necessary, which it seems completely counterintuitive if you've ever seen a child with their hands all over everything. <laughs> um, but the children tend to be less of a transmitter than adults, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and that, but then of course you have the adults within a school campus. So, right. you know, ultimately, 
I don't think we're going to know until we know, right? We're yeah, not going to, I mean, unknowns. Yeah. And, and like you said, science is constantly um, giving us new data. So, you know, decisions hopefully are being made by consulting all of the information by people who are way smarter than me figuring right. this out. But what you and I had talked about was regardless if we're going to be face-to-face with little ones or if we're going to be Zooming with little ones, it's going to be a matter of time before some student is going to bring up the subject of the coronavirus mm-hmm. and the subject of the social unrest that we're seeing right now in our country. Those two subjects, I think, because students are at home right now hearing <laughs> everything. Hearing it all, right? <laughs> hearing it all. And, you know, as students do, they're <laughs> – they're going to say something to you. And so this was what I thought might not be a bad idea to talk about is. How to address are, it. Are you prepared to answer that question yet? Yeah. Are right? you ready? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> St- gentlemen, start your engines. Um, is that the right? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, wait. I was oh, thinking, let's wrestling. get ready to rumble. Hopefully not. It's Hopefully funny not. They will say, I mean, we know that. Kids say exactly what's on their mind. Right. It's going to be, it's tough to know, especially across grade levels. Like you and I are both primary focus right. people, but I I cannot imagine some of the debates and conversations that are going to come up in, in high school classrooms. Right, you know, right. You have very strong-willed young right. adults who have not only have their own narrative, but have heard their parents' side of it and have their teacher. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's an interesting world. I, I keep right. thinking back to, I think it was my first year. I had this little boy that came to school one day and he goes, Hey, Mr. Peterson, my dad said something about you, but I can't say it. And I was like, sure you can, buddy. And he goes, he says, you're stupid. And you don't know what you're doing. And I was like, you're all, well, you can go tell your dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to write him a note. So I well, just, every time something comes up about like, what are people going to say? Or you know they're here at right. home, they're going to say it at school. I mean, it happens right. every year during election years, right? Right, like, During right. the election year, and regardless of what's going on in the country, there's always something comes. My mom right. and dad said they're voting for da 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 And as a five-year-old, right. I'm like, explain that to me. Like, <laughs> right. But there's, so, uh, there's a well, lot going we on didn't, right now. We didn't even talk about the, the whole election thing. Like, seriously, I want to get into, like, one of those little pods, you know, that, like, little hibernation pod, <laughs> and then wake up. Like, I don't even want to wake up. Yeah, I don't even want to wake up, you know, at the end of November. I just want to wake up, you know, when it's all I think all one of my, my favorite memes recently was one that said, um, I'm very upset now knowing that there's not such thing as time travel. Because if there was, people would be coming back to 2020 and fixing all this crap. <laughs> so we now, now know that it's not us? real. How could they leave this with this mess? So we have to think about, one what we want to say, right? I think, I think one thing that we have to really do is, um, you know, when we have some time to prepare is to examine our beliefs, right? Research these issues as best you can and get in your mind kind of where you are. Right. Um, and then I would also like strongly suggest talking to your administration Mm -hmm. to find out what their, sort of um, take is because depending on where you are, I mean, you may be, I'm going to say in Boulder, Colorado, like that's such a liberal area. I don't live there, but very, I mean, you could probably, 
I have a feeling that you would probably know how the majority of your parents stand on issues, right? Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but probably the majority. Um, and it's kind of depending on where you are, you know, if you're in another place, it might be a very conservative area. And right. so, um, I think your words have to be, um, thought through ahead of time because mm-hmm. you don't want to have that moment when somebody says, well, my dad says blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you're like, uh, what am I going to say? So think- well, I think that the practice we've had over the years of, you know, things like holidays and different beliefs and right. religion and, and things like that. I mean, I, I personally, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't had a lot of that where we are. We are a very small suburban town. A homogenous group. Yeah. Right. Um, but there are, there are times where we've had, you know, different beliefs come through our classrooms and different religions and, and whatnot. Um, and I think you're still going to have to address those and, right. and you're still right. going to be, you know, figuring out how and what to say there. But now we have, you know, more things going on this year. We, we've got COVID. We've got all the social stuff going on. Now there's the bubonic plague in China that they just found. Like what? What is going on? Like <laughs> we're gonna get locusts soon. Locusts are gonna come in. And so yeah, yeah I think you said exactly that. So it's like think about what you're gonna say, but also how you're going to address it. And I think right. The, you know, and the first step is gonna have to be figured out as a as a school from your administration what what's that going to look like. Right, right. You know, I think, um, and you know, cer- certainly as we start to go into the election season, it's only going to get worse, right? right. Um, and so I think we just need to have, um, have our wits about us, I guess, is probably what I want to say. Because oftentimes it's not even what you say. You know, you could say nothing. And if, if somebody could see your face, they're going to be like, I know exactly the way he <laughs> feels or she feels about X, Y, Z, right? So, um, you know, I, I think sometimes um, in, in the course of, of um, these moments, asking questions is always a really good idea also, right. you know, and why do you, think, why do you think he feels that way? She feels that way. I don't know. I, I think, you know, your administration will be like, nope, Switzerland 100% of the way, don't say anything. Um, well, and I think I think it's going to be. I mean, I, that's where also it depends on what grade level they teach. I think too, you know. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of conversations you're, you're not going to have with a, a five year old that you might with a child who is ready to have those conversations. You right. Know? Um, I think right. the other thing to think about is not only just our 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 students, but also our our colleagues. There's going to be. I know mm-hmm. you and I before we started recording had talked through through email and text about this that there's there's going to be some clashes there's going to be there's going to yeah. I think you use that word like we got to teachers have to be ready to to have these conversations to have these conversations well, I think that's the bit most important word right now is the conversation side of it it can't yeah you and I planned on doing an episode after this one that's talking about how do you have conversations with people who believe differently than you do or, or have a different yeah. stance on things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think for this, for this particular one, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say, you can edit this out if you wish. Adam Peterson. This is all this live. Didn't you know that? This live. Are We're live. No, no, but, but I'm going to say what I have read is, is research is telling us that students, uh-huh. children, four to five, they recognize race. So, mm-hmm. And I found that very surprising. I, I would not have thought that. Um, and so whether you have a class that looks all like me or you have a class that looks like a mix of colors, 
race is something that they're already recognizing. And so uh, I, I believe that um, we can, as teachers, teach about differences in a safe way that is not going to necessarily, um, you're not going to have to call your union representative is right. what I'm trying to say, right? No, and I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to be addressed or that we can't teach, but I meant as right. a kindergarten teacher, the questions might not be there as much, you know? like right. Right. I mean, not maybe not so much about the race side, but like the whole political side of COVID and race right. riots. You know, I, I don't think the questions are going to be as in depth, but definitely the teaching needs to be there. I'm not. Well, I, I don't I even remember. Right I don't even remember um, what election it was. If it was Obama the first time or Obama the second time when I was in the classroom, right? And I had a student that says, well, my daddy says that blah, blah, blah is an ass, blah, 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 right? And I was like, okay, you know, and so. Uh, and it was probably in the middle of like a math lesson or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we were like in the middle of talk to your partner about how the character's feeling and all of a sudden, blah. So, um, I mean, so it's so random, isn't it? It is. That's what I'm, that's one of the things I miss most about the classroom is that, not, not that conversation, but like the, yeah. the randomness, like, Hey, did yeah. you know my cat likes the color pink? Like, I didn't know a cat's liked color. I, did. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. So one of the things that I think, um, in, in the feeling of being prepared, um, regardless if little Sally ever says anything in your classroom, <laughs> but one thing that I think that would be a good, um, thing to think about that you would teach differently in 2020, 2021, that maybe you didn't consider is to think about the types of books you're bringing into your classroom. And you don't have to bring in necessarily every story of social injustice, right? Mm -hmm. But looking at the characters in the books that you bring into your classroom is really important and not necessarily, um, well, if I have you know, when I was in Missouri, I think, you know, out of 18 students, 18 students were Caucasian and then we had a couple of others. Right. So right. there wasn't there wasn't a lot of diversity in, in my class on one year. On another year, of course, I had a I had a lot more. But I think one thing that we as teachers should be thinking about and exposing students to are characters from different backgrounds. Um, and so looking at books with diverse characters, um, that look different than a white girl or a white boy. Um, it doesn't have to be a lesson on racism. It could be about her going to the park with her mom. Right. It could have, it just needs to be a story. Um, well, there's lots of different stories out there, but I, um, I've been, first of all, none of these ideas are mine because I'm like the biggest thief ever. But if you follow <laughs> the tutu teacher, the tutu teacher Vera on Instagram, yeah. She has um, just so many books, so many books. Um, but one thing that she said to me a couple of years ago that stuck with me, because when, when Deanna and I were thinking about the book units that we were working on, we, you know, we started those way back in 2013, 2014. We were just thinking about our favorite books and right. the books that we, and so those <laughs> are the books that we selected. And when we started to look at why, um, well, I was talking to Vera about it. I think it was her. It might've been somebody else, but I know she said something to me that stuck with me. But anyhow, I said, well, we picked those books because those were our favorite books. And she says, well, why are those your favorite books? Well, it's because we've read them forever. You know, that kind of thing. And as we start to figure out why, um, we realize that the like, that it's it's not reflective. Commonality. 
Right. And most of the characters were were white. And I said, well, yeah, but we have a lot of animal characters in there. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, it, it gets everybody, right? And she said, well, actually research says that when, a, when an animal character in a book experiencing something emotional, students reflect uh, or respond less to that than they do if it's a human character. And I thought, oh, I never thought of that before. Because I know that like if I'm watching a Disney movie and all the dogs are lost, I'm like crying, <laughs> right? I'm crying. Uh, but in picture books, you know, when we're looking at empathy, I guess is the word I was looking for. Human characters um, help um, students connect better than animal characters. I guess that's probably the way I should have said it. So then we decided, okay, so then we started looking at books. And, and she says, it doesn't have to be, you know, characters, you know, living in a, you know, in a slum or whatever. Mm-hmm. We want to show them having a regular life right. along with other, you know, doing the things that every child does, right? So we want to have, have um, you know, depicted as just another child, not necessarily somebody who is in a stereotypical situation. Situation, Right. Right. So if you don't follow Vera on Instagram, um, she has two different accounts. I don't know how she has time, but one of them is the tutu teacher and the (laughs) other one is um, diverse reads, but she has so many suggestions. So I'm going to put a link into her accounts um, in the show notes, but that was just something to think about. Take a look at your books that are your favorites and and make sure that you add some new favorites because there's some great, great books out there. Yeah, I was. I was. I'm glad you mentioned her because I, I love the way she presents it too. Is is Vera yeah. is very good about presenting it in a way, not only as easy as an adult to comprehend, but she presents things in a way that the children can really easily understand yes. it. As yeah, well. she's very gifted. Yeah, yeah, she's very gifted that way. So, I think the other thing too that that's always been good, and I, I know they're starting to do um, some newer episodes, uh, not just about you know just the the race stuff that's going on but with um with with uh lgbtq as well is is sesame street and sesame street is doing some really good online stuff so um i know when i like yeah i think about this all the time like anytime a question came from my classroom that i didn't know the answer to my my first thing was let's go to youtube or let's google it you know and i thought you were gonna say let's ask big bird i totally (laughs) thought you were gonna I should have. That would have been better. I know. Like, pulled out a puppet. Let's, <laughs> let's let's see what Big Bird has to say. I had a Big Bird costume in my closet. I would just go throw it on. <laughs> no, but I think <laughs> would have been great. The yeah. the the wealth of information that's at our fingertips. Um, yeah. And you know the outstanding companies and shows like that that are out there. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't know, and you sometimes it's it's not even that you don't know, but maybe you don't know if you're going to say it right. Right. Like, yeah, right. That's why right. We, we have these wonderful platforms. And I know there was a ton, a ton shared about Sesame Street and, and some of the characters. I, I think about this, like even, you know, they released their first um, child that was in a wheelchair and they released their first yeah. character that had autism. You know, like I feel like they've been around 50 years and they are constantly now, I think, getting better with changing with the times. And mm-hmm. they've done some stuff really recently that that's really tried to address for kids what's going on in the world today. Right. Right. Um, So So sometimes, yeah, sometimes we know how to say, we know what we want to say, but we don't know how to say it in a way that is accessible for kids. And so those are some great resources you can listen to. I think that's a great suggestion. Is is such a big one right now. Right. What what do you say, but more importantly, how do you say it? And I know even as a, a, a parent of two young kids, we've, 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 
talked about that a lot recently. Like the when when COVID stuff first started happening, right. we didn't talk about it much in front of the kids because our son he could care less. He's just like sweet and get us on the couch, stay home from school. Like yeah, he loves right. school, but he was like so into the so into the city around. Um, <laughs> Where Olivia is a little bit huh. more. Wait a minute. I'm just trying to think. Now, does that, does he get that from? Okay, go He's ahead. Like I'm sorry. playing video games and music. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know huh. where he gets that. I don't know. Is his hair purple now? I don't know. It's all, he's, he's, his, he's his mom. Okay. He's his mother's child. Yeah, <laughs> don't, right. Don't tell Whatever. her I said that. <laughs> but um, Olivia was a little bit more worrisome. She's always been a little bit more worrisome. And, and yeah. not that she ever came out and said she was afraid, but. There were things like, I remember the first time she came to us and said, dad, one of our teachers said that this is going to be in history books, what's going on right now. And I was like, yeah, sweetheart, like this hasn't happened in our lifetime. Like, and we had to talk about it. And then she kind of missed yeah. it a little bit more. So I think that as a parent, that was tough. Like knowing right. how, to, even with my own kids, how right. to say the right things, you know? So right. I can only right. imagine you listeners, as teachers going back, the stress you're thinking about how to say it to kids who aren't your own, you know? Um, I don't know. Like you said at the beginning, Didi, is is not knowing what they've already heard at home, you know? Right, Um, right. Especially if you're in a large city. Like I know where we are, you get to know the families really well, you know? Like most of the students I had were were siblings of kids I had before. So I I knew the parents. I knew their thought process. I knew their beliefs, you know, in in most aspects of life because we're a small town. But Right. In a, a big urban area, um, you've got a lot of different backgrounds coming in and, right. and a lot of people you don't know. And right, so right. it's just one of those things that I, I think about all the time with teachers going back is, is I know there's so much to stress about right now, you know, with how's the room going to be set up and what's it going to look like? And are we going to be right. in school? But now all of right. this compiled on top of it. Um, right. Just take a uh, moment, take a moment or two to, to think about how you would how to address this. I don't know if I shared this story before. Um, I was in the classroom and I had a little girl come in. She was like distraught. And she came up to me and she said, do you know, Mrs. Wills, there's people out there stealing children's dreams. And I'm like, did I tell you this story? Did I tell you this story? And I'm like, honey, honey, what are you talking about? Tell me more. She says, well, I was listening on the radio on our way to school. and, And it had to do with like defunding of college you know, college. Oh, okay. Right. And Taking so the, those dreams away. <laughs> right. Right. But for her, she's so literal. She's thinking, you know, at night they come in. I don't know. But I guess the point is, is that students, children will hear things, whether it's on the radio or the TV's on, even if parents aren't necessarily having discussions in front of them, mm-hmm. they're absorbing these things. They're absorbing your reaction. You know, as you're going into the store, how are you responding to people who have a mask, don't have a mask, right. um, you know, all in your personal space, not in your person, whatever your stance is, how are you responding? And children are, are watching. They're always watching, aren't they? Yep. Always they're watching. Or watching you. You know, it's funny yeah. is, is sometimes as parents, we don't even know they're watching, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and we don't know what they're seeing. And here's a perfect example. We were watching, we are obsessed with this show called The Great Food Truck Race. Have you ever watched that before? No. So good. You're so random. <laughs> so good. But here's what I was saying. It was, it's on the Food Network, right? But we oh, okay. Like on-demand Food Network. Okay. It's not necessarily live TV. We have it on-demand, like save through our DVR and whatnot. But um, for some reason, the Food Network has commercials running for another channel that is called ID, which is all about murder mystery. 
right? Oh, so oh. We're watching food truck race one night. By the way, if you haven't watched that show, you got to watch it. It's so <laughs> good. It's these teams go out and they, they want to compete to own their own food truck. So they travel all over. And anyway, um, <laughs> so we're watching it one night and I hear Landon go, our little one, he, he goes, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. And I see him cover his face. And I didn't even pay any attention to it. I was probably working on my computer doing something while I was watching right. it. Right. And I look up and it was this commercial for what it was like an advertisement for a show all about identifying serial killers. And it was showing like crime scenes. And oh, I was like, no. yeah, fast forward, fast forward. But like, right. It, right. It have, you know, like frightened me to death as a child to see what was in that commercial. And I didn't even know it was there, you know? So right, right. I know that seems off topic, but you think about that with all the conversations they're hearing yeah, you say as parents or their parents say or the people around them say or at the grandma and grandpa, grandma Uncle and Jed. Grandpa. Yeah, they're 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 soaking it all in right now, right? Because right. there's not a lot else to distract them right now. Right, right, right. So anyhow, I guess that's everything. Bye. No kidding. But so what, what else? No, we, okay, I, think, I really do think I think before any of this happens. I mean, obviously, every teacher, every person has their their belief. I mean, you whether. Right. Same as a colleague or not, but I think your advice of finding out what your school is advising first is, is definitely first and foremost. I think that should be the way with anything. I mean, you, right, you for right. everything else you do, like obviously don't go, you know, if you, if you have a really strong belief in something, don't change your personal belief about it, but you have no. to figure out how to address it in a way. Right. Right. Because honestly, if it all comes back on someone, it's coming back on the school. It's not coming back on you. Right. So, well, yeah, it could come back on both of you. Well, it could. Uh, yeah. That's true. Right. <laughs> the, the school's like, going to hear it first. <laughs> the school's going to hear it and you're going to be working at McDonald's. No, we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to have that happen. Um, you know, and, and yes, you want to check with your administration to find out where they are. Um, and if they are in a spot where you feel is not in alignment with what your beliefs are, Hopefully, you have a um, a relationship with your administration where you can have be open to discussion. Um, I was talking to a teacher who said, you know, she emailed an article to her principal, and he said, you know, thank you so much for sending me this. I think this is a great idea. And it was, um, you know, sometimes sometimes principals don't necessarily want to have problems. They'd like to say, here's an issue, and here's one way we can address it. You know, so sometimes that's it depends on your relationship, right. Or where you right. are. Um, and you know, hopefully, hopefully when we get on the other side of this, we're going to be better human beings for it. Um, I'm so, so glad you said when we get on the other side of this too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm so tired. We will. Of we will. Yeah. <laughs> like just stop saying if it gets better, it's going to get better. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. So hang in there, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. And, um, I feel like we should sing a song because it was like kind of a downer. It was kind of a downer, but nobody wants to hear me sing. But we anyhow, need some, we need a better play out music there or something. There you go. We'll put some zippy at the end. All right. Yeah, thanks, guys. Right now. See ya. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.